up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Lead Singer Syndrome. I am your host, Shane Told, just like every week, as I bring you the backstage conversations that I have with other lead singers from all different walks of life. This week, this week is awesome. This week is sick. I am so excited to bring you my conversation with one of the biggest artists in the world, just straight up right now. This dude is killing it. Lauv is here on the program, and I know I talk to a lot of people from, you know, punk rock scene, emo scene, hardcore scene, you know, underground music. But the whole premise of the show isn't about just talking to people, you know, that have slugged it out in a van for years and ended up getting to a higher level or whatever. This show is all about the name, Lead Singer Syndrome. No matter where you come from, no matter what style of music you play, no matter what you do, I want to have you on this show. So it's very cool to have a guy like Ari, aka Lauv, just killing it right now in the mainstream with pop music. It is really, really awesome. And I really do want to thank him for taking the time out of his, well, less busy than usual schedule, but still busy to speak with me. Before we get into that, um, yeah, I don't know. Shit, what is it? Middle of April now? I swear, man, I I guess it's been one month since everything got really crazy, like really canceled. Yeah, one month I've been sitting here uh, in my house, and we talk about it a little bit on this podcast. I, I think a week ago, maybe I was at my worst. I'm doing a little bit better now. You know, I'm trying to be productive. I'm trying to make some music. My house is extremely tidy, by the way, not that anyone's coming over, you know, um, but it's really just come to the point where like, there's no end in sight. And I hate to be negative and I hate to be depressing, but now it's like, I don't know what the point is. And when you start getting to that position, it's like, yeah, I want to be productive. I want to do this. I want to do this. And it's like, well, but why? But one thing I've learned It really is important to still make time for yourself when you're in this position. It's important anyway, but a lot of us are living in close quarters with other people, you know, and those are our only people in our lives at the moment, but you still need some me time. So whether that's taking a walk, which should be okay to do depending on where you live, or getting in the car and taking a drive and listening to some music or a podcast or whether you just need to kind of close off and put on headphones or read a book or whatever you need to do, make sure that you are looking out for number one. That's you. And that is something I think very important now to kind of realize as we enter the second month of this absolute insanity. Hey, if you want to get in touch with me, as always, you can. You can email me, Lead Singer Syndrome at gmail.com. A lot of emails lately. I wonder why. I'm trying to get back to everybody. I'm pretty good about it these days, but you know, I might miss some here and there. But anyway, send me an email. Add me to social media at Shane Told. Add the show if you haven't already at Lead Singer Syndrome or at Lead Singer Sin S Y N. 
Don't sleep on Facebook either. We got a Facebook page. We put stuff on there pretty regularly. And if you find yourself very bored, okay, if you've listened to a lot of podcasts, a lot of this podcast, and you want more, and you want interaction with me, interaction with other fans of the show, with a great community, check out the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. You get the bonus episodes. You get stuff sent to your house. I just mailed out a boatload of stuff. I do question and answer sessions, well, all the time now. And it is what keeps this show going every week because there are costs associated with this show. It does take up a lot of my time. So anything you can do to help me out, I really, really do appreciate it. So head over to leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. That is the link you want to follow. And for as little as six bucks a month, that gets you in and that really is helpful. Again, the link, leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. And a huge shout out to all my sinners all over the world and new members as well. Thank you. Thank you very much for being a part of this journey that I am currently on. Anyway, let's get into the conversation with Ari Leff, a.k.a. Lauv. I like me better when I'm with you. I like me better when I'm with you. I knew from the first time I stayed for a long time. Cause I like me better when I like me better when I'm with you. Hey man, it's Shane. How you doing? I'm I'm fantastic. Uh, I'm recording this uh, right now. Sweet. And uh, uh, dude, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for uh, for joining me. This is awesome. No, of course. Thank you. Um, I guess first things first. I, I like to tell the listeners the date. Uh, it's April sixth today because all this shit is changing so fast uh, out in the world. You can say something like today and in a week it can be different. And a week ago it was like, it was like a crazy thing to say, but, um, where are you right now? How are you holding up? You know what? I'm, um, all things considered, I'm actually good. Um, I'm, you know, lucky I'm safe in my house. Um, I have a studio in my house. I'm I'm like able to distract myself from the insanity (laughs) of this reality pretty much every day. Um, I'm quarantined with my sister and some of my best friends, and uh, I have my dog, so I'm I feel really lucky. Yeah, I mean, you know, reading about you and learning so much about you um, over the past, you know, little while, it does seem like you are really like a workaholic when it comes to music, and mm-hmm. for you to have kind of everything just like all your appearances and everything just getting canceled um, or postponed or whatever it is, now you get to hunker down and actually just like. <laughs> you know, get into your studio, look at the computer screen. It, for you, it feels like it's really good. Like almost like kid in a candy store kind of thing. Is that kind of accurate? Mm-hmm. I'll be, yeah, I'll be totally real. I mean, um, all happy to promote my album and stuff, but even more happy to be home making the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that, man. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's working out so well for you. Uh, personally, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not doing so well with it. Like just the idea of I'm not, sorry to hear. Yeah, just not just like I don't know. I miss I like miss sports a lot and I miss 
kind of like yeah. getting in my car and just driving somewhere. Like the, the things that you, you don't like you just do all the time that you don't really think are important to your life until they're gone. It's kind of weird, you know? Yeah. I think um, <clears throat> I definitely miss like the little things like being able to go out to a restaurant or like go out yeah. to grab drinks with the friends. Oh, totally. You know? Yeah. Yep. Just like the simple things are like, yeah. But I think part of why I'm adjusted like well right now is I was so used to being gone all the time like on the road or when I was home being like right. oh I'm gonna leave in two weeks anyways to go back on the road and it's like the first time where I'm like I feel like <laughs> no pressure and I'm actually able to just like be home you know right. and take it day by day so it's a well-needed break it's true it's been a mm-hmm. total whirlwind for you I want to talk all about that but first if you don't mind I love to go back to the early days um, mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, I know you were born in San Francisco, you moved around a lot, you went to high school in Pennsylvania. Uh, what was it like, you know, your family structure growing up? Did you have, I know you have a sister, you just mentioned her, but what was it like, you know, with, uh, with your family? Well, we moved a lot. So that was an interesting one. I felt like, um, <clears throat> I felt like, well, I was young, so I don't, didn't really understand it, but, um, I just kind of, at the time was sad to be moving but I feel like it always gave me a new perspective. You know, it's like I always had to find like a new friend group and like figure out how to like quote unquote fit in and like, yep. um, and I, I think that's part of like, you know, a big part of who I am today is like learning how to adjust like that and for better or for worse. Like in some ways, like I kind of feel like it actually makes having a consistent identity a bit hard because you're mm-hmm. like, well, if I can be this person in this state and then this person in another state, like who am I really, you know? Right. And I think I got a little bit in my head. That was a weird one. Um, but, um, and yeah, my family dynamic, um, definitely, I think, you know, I, I needed music and I needed to learn, you know, start writing songs. Cause like there was definitely kind of like interesting emotional dynamic in my family. Um, we're all really close, um, now especially, but, um, just emotionally we had some like hard times, you know, just like struggles with like mental health in my family. And I think yeah. I didn't really realize all of that at the time. Like I kind of didn't understand what was really going on, but. Um, definitely just a lot of, yeah, struggle. Um, was it, were you moving around a lot because of your, your parents' jobs or or what was that? Yeah, I was moving around. Well, specifically my mom's job. Um, she works in vaccine research. So we should kind of go to a new university and then to Uh, a pharmaceutical company and, um, no, she works in the Bill and Melinda Vaccine, vaccine research. Mm -hmm. So right now Mm -hmm. is she like, is her phone blowing up? So she works at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and oh, you wow. know, like Bill Bill Gates kind of like a few years ago called like we're gonna have a massive thing. Yeah. And, and um she works specifically on HIV AIDS, but because of what's going on, she's getting more she's actually she's not officially like, you know, working on COVID nineteen, but she is like kind of being brought in on some more stuff. So I kinda get some insider not insider news, but I get like right. the more factual news from her, you know, because there's a lot of stuff that's being said that's like not proven. Right, right. Oh, wow. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I kind of cut you off. So, yeah, so you said you were moving around a lot. Um, you had some, some sort of mental health and issues in your family, but you really needed music. Um, was your family musical? Like, did, did your parents or brothers and sisters, were they really into music or was it just you? So, my dad would like walk around the house in the morning and like sing songs about like making breakfast and stuff, <laughs> like just kind of random. My dad liked to sing. I mean, nothing like serious. You know, both my parents are scientists. <laughs> but I have two, <laughs> I have two older sisters and like they played violin and cello. So oh. like, I think like I started playing viola just like because, and, um, there was always like that kind of musical vibe. Like my oldest sister, she would practice violin like 
like seriously, like super late at night. Like I would be like sleeping and like at 2 a.m. she'd be like practicing or something. And it's like, what's going on? Um, and I got, I think once I started like playing guitar, that's like when it really clicked for me, you know, like there was always a musical vibe, but it was like, once I started playing guitar, I like got really into like my own, I don't know, like my own musical identity and writing songs and like what I really love listening to and all of that. It was kind of all at the same time. Right. So you started out as a guitar player. Uh, how old were you when you yep. got your first guitar and do you still own your first guitar? I don't still <sighs> own my first guitar, sadly. I'm pretty sure I sold it on Craigslist like a long time ago. Um, <laughs> I was like trying to make some money in high school. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I must have been like, I must have been like nine or ten or something. I don't. I'm so bad at this though. No, it's okay. Um, it, yeah. it's, it's just I just wonder, you know, about that. But but yeah, because you know when you listen to your music now, um, and all the, I mean, your your new record, how I'm feeling, is awesome. By the way, so many different you. textures. You know, um, to hear that you started out like a kid with a guitar, you know, it it doesn't. It doesn't really like I really want to, I'm really interested in the journey that you've taken to where mm-hmm. you are, you know, because I, I read somewhere that you, you know, one of the your early influences were like Never Shout Never in Owl City. Oh, yeah. You know, which and that's Hell like, yeah. you know, more kind of in the underground, like punk rock or, or you know, emo scene a little bit. You know, that's yeah. that's not pop music, really. I mean, Owl City is, totally. but, but it's influenced <clears throat> you know by more underground music. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, when I started playing guitar and I really got into it, I, I, I don't know exactly how, but I had stumbled upon like a lot of more like hardcore and like post hardcore and screamo bands and emo bands. And I got really into that, like Under Oath and Norma cool. Jean and like Chi and like Chiodos and like Devil Wears Prada and like nice. all that stuff. And then like the go. whole MySpace scene, I got like super into the MySpace scene with like all of like, yeah, like Never Shout Never and Owl City and all these bands, like all these kind of like, stereo skyline like every avenue like the starting line like kind of all like the pop punk stuff that was happening too and i was listening to a lot of that um kind of from really throughout my teenage years like a lot a lot of that kind of stuff um and i just um i started like kind of making my own songs and like i had a couple of bands you know i wasn't even producing at first it was like my drummer and best friend growing up he was producing for us and i kind of watched him do it and right then i was like i got my own laptop and then I like all of a sudden I started to record us sometimes. And from there I just like, I don't know, like I started like making beats and logic and, you know, and kind of was doing like the half acoustic, half electronic thing in MySpace, And it was like, you know, going, going really hard. We were like booking our own tours. Like, you know, like I I would like all day at school, I would just think about like MySpace and my music career and like, you know, I was like 14 or something. And I would get home and yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, it's all good. I, I would go home and I would be like friend requesting people and like me, me and my drummer would be emailing random venues and random promoters trying to book shows or like, you know, selling tickets to open for this band right. at this local venue. And it was like that whole grind. Right. So, you, yeah. So, I mean, for people that want to say like, oh, this guy just got, came out of nowhere, um, they're wrong. <laughs> you've been mm-hmm. you've been doing this your entire oh, life yeah. from a grassroots so punk, rock, punk rock mentality. You know, it's interesting. I have a, I have a couple questions here that you just sort of like answered almost, which I love to, I love to ask after it's like, I wrote, I wrote, so it seems like at a very young age, you had a lot of musical talent you truly loved and still do to this day. Was that all you ever yeah. wanted to do? Pretty much, man. Like yeah. that was like, I always feel really lucky and I kind of forget how much I take it for granted. Like the idea of knowing what you want to do, you know, especially at a young age. Like I remember when I was about to graduate high school, like I had a couple friends who would literally like every day, they would be like, 
dude, like, it's just so crazy and so cool that you already know, like, so strongly what you're going to do. And I kind of yeah. didn't understand. I was like, that's just me, you know, it's just like the way I saw it. Um, you know, it was skateboarding when I was a lot younger, but as soon as I realized I didn't have the balls to be like good <laughs> at skateboarding and then commit to it, yeah. it was like, it became music. And I was like, whether it's being an artist or being a songwriter or being a producer or being an engineer or anything, I was like, it has to be music. And yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, and, and to relate it back to myself, you know, I, I was just like that when I was a kid, you know, I, I love music so much. I, I would not pay attention in class. I would be writing like set lists for my punk band like what we were going to play on friday at the like you know vfw hall show you know i was yep. so immersed <clears throat> but i never thought that i would be good enough you know because like i can't sing the best or i can't play like <laughs> i can't play the fastest or what you know like all those things that when you're a kid that's what everyone thinks is important you know what yep. i mean and that's kind of when i think i realized that songwriting was maybe my my more my strength um but it seems like for you you seem like you're more interested in the behind the scenes side of music, you know, um, which includes yeah. writing, but, but production, like not really the performing side, which is kind of interesting now. Cause that's what you're most known for. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because <clears throat> I think like when I first started singing and playing, I, I mean, I had no idea you could be behind the scenes. Like I thought everybody just made their own music and that was it. Right. And, um, I honestly loved it. Like I loved, you know, like being an artist, I think I just got really discouraged because I had such, I'm so impatient, I'll be honest. Like, and I have, I get so, my perspective can get so zoomed in. So when I was like 14, 15, 16, 17, like, I was like, why am I not blowing up? Like, never shot, never. And like, this other MySpace artist, and blah, 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 blah. Right. And I was like, really impatient. And I think by the time I was graduating high school, I was like, kind of like, felt like I didn't have what it took. So I was like, you know what? Like, my, my other option is to just be behind the scenes. And I got really into it. And I'm happy I did that because I realized, you know, <clears throat> I just wasn't good enough. You know, like the songs I were making weren't good enough. And I, um, it took me, you know, my first few college years to just like focus on not being an artist to like learn how to write better songs. And I was writing like, you know, <clears throat> almost every day and not focusing on like promoting myself or booking a random tour and playing for like 30 people. I was like, let me just write a song, write another song and produce right. a track and like do this. And I finally, I think by the time I was ready to like make my own music to release again, I was finally like my musicality was, or just my songwriting abilities were just more in line with like where, where I wanted to be. And, um, so it was kind of, it was, yeah, the journey made a lot of sense. And at the beginning though, I was really shy. Like when I first started releasing music as loud in like 2015, like I like, didn't want to show my face and I was like real, I didn't really know like what I wanted to do and what I didn't want it to look like and like just who I wanted to be and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. And it took me the whole process of the past few years to really like get way more comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, with a voice like yours, I mean, you really can sing. Obviously, that's something that's developed. I'm sure when you were in high For school. Sure. I mean, everyone sucks when they start singing, right? Mm. I mean, you know, Dude, I sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so you you get better, but it is interesting and and probably a huge blessing that you learned all that stuff. But um, what, For sure. what I read was that you know you had your song "The Other," which was you know your breakthrough song. And you, you know, got uh, got signed or got offered a deal, and you chose not to um, pursue that at that moment. That's kind of interesting because you said you're impatient, and that actually must have been a tremendous amount of, uh, of must have taken a tremendous amount of patience, you know, yeah. to to say <clears throat> not sign on the dotted line or not get on that tour bus, totally, and like and be like, no, 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 I'm not there yet. I'm not personally ready. 
Yeah, no, for sure. That's a good point. I mean, I think, you know, luckily at that point I had already had, um, I had a manager in college and, um, uh, still to this day, the same, um, attorney and he honestly, my attorney really guided me a ton. Yeah. Um, especially at the beginning, like, and he not only on deals, but like really just on everything. And honestly, even just personally in my life, like I'll call him just with like any type of advice. He's always there for me. Um, he, I think he really kind of spelled out for me, like the kind of deals that were being offered in the very beginning, they were like, they would be kind of short term taking something that wouldn't, it would be selling me short in the long run. Like it might be like, Oh, this label wants to break you in Sweden first. And like, it's yeah. like, I don't know. And it's like signing out of the Swedish office. And I'm like, I don't know, like I could do it. It would be some money. And like, I would be on a major label, quote unquote. And, right. But I was like, you know, talking to them, I was like, I'll hold out. And I'm really happy I did. And, you know, still to this day, I'm not, a, I'm not even on a major label. I have my own label through AWOL, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but I ended up signing a publishing deal. And um, yeah. Yeah. So you've been doing that, signing a publishing deal and writing songs for other people uh, before you were known as Love and like your, you know, just your whole, you know, f- career as a persona. It's come before. I mean, you've written songs with, I have a list, a huge list here of so many people you've written songs with. Um, when it comes to your own music now, are you really looking for outside help? Or are you writing your own songs? And how much of your, you know, overall output is your own stuff versus trying to do, you know, whether it's songs for other people or co-writes? At this point, it's pretty much 100% just my stuff. And yeah. I don't really take any outside stuff. I mean, I, I work with people. Like, I love, I don't really love writing alone that much for whatever reason. It's just, oh, okay. I think it's just so much more fun to be in the room with, like, your best friends making music together. So I always work with, like, at least you know, one of my other friends writing as a writer and, and sometimes I work with like a, another producer and a writer or whatever. Um, like right now I'm just bunkered up in my house and I have two of my best friends living with me that are um, songwriters and producers and we sit in the room all day just making stuff and it's like the most fun thing in the world. But yeah, I don't, I don't really do yeah. any like, I don't really take any, you know, for my project like, oh, here's like an outside idea and like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like I have to be totally involved. Cool. Cool. Um, I figured. Um, What's your approach when you're starting that process? You know, when you, like you said, you're in a room with some, some of your friends making music. Do you, I mean, you opened up a computer, I assume. I mean, you're at least recording into it. Like what, what's your go-to? Do you pick up a guitar? Do you try to sing a melody? What what do you do, you know, to get an idea? A lot of people are interested um, in that. For sure. I mean, you know, it's kind of changed over time. Like for a while it would be very, like recently it's been very consistent, but for a long time, it would be like sometimes a guitar, sometimes a piano, sometimes I would get a melody idea out of nowhere or a lyric idea or a title or, or, or I'd play or, or like, you know, I'd start making a beat on the computer or whatever it is. But lately the process has been pretty like consistent, which is I've actually been learning how to freestyle. I'm not good, but like <laughs> I've been learning how to freestyle. And so what I love doing is like my friend, like for example, my friend Johnny Simpson, amazing producer and my friend um, Andrea Rosario, like we'll just get in the room and like, Johnny will start like making a beat or I'll play some chords and he'll start making a beat. And then like me and Andrea will just talk about like whatever in my life. Usually lately it's just like some girl. (laughs) Um, And then, um, and we'll just kind of like come up with a vibe and then like, I'll just start freestyling on the mic or like we'll kind of spit melodies back and forth. And and it's just very like kind of flowing in the moment. So crazy. Well, you say you learn, you're learning to freestyle. I assume that means like, doing it like trial and error right is there exactly or is there actual yeah, yeah. like technique to freestyle like has anyone well, ever wrote a book on it <laughs> can i get it from the I library probably, man. <laughs> there's like articles i'm like i've read there's like articles on how to like kind of improve you know because like 
I think there's like, I, I, like you just have to do it, right? And that's like to like start. But right. sometimes I'm like, damn, I keep using the same rhyme scheme or I keep doing the same thing. And like, how do I break through that? And like, I've like Googled it. I won't lie. Right. Um, I think of that. A lot of it is yeah, just doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think of that scene. I don't know if it's an eight mile Eminem movie where he's like on the bus and he's like got this, you know, like letter sized piece of paper just with like all rhymes on it, like all over it. And he's like yeah. looking off that. It's like his little freestyle cheat sheet. That's what, that's right? what came to mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. I know. I love it too. It's summer. It's hot outside. I know a lot of us are enjoying the weather out in the backyard or on a patio. And personally, I love to grab a refreshing Miller High Life. Miller High Life is unpretentious, high quality, and is there to celebrate the wins of every day, big or small, whether it's a promotion at work, finishing off some tasks around the house, or even just finding all your socks in the dryer. It's within everyone's reach and was founded on that principle back in 1903 that everyone should enjoy the good life. It's still brewed the same way with refreshing champagne-like tiny bubbles, either in an iconic glass bottle or for this summer in limited edition champagne cans. It brings pride to those simple summer moments that don't have to be big to call for celebration. Miller High Life, the champagne of beers, a quality beer within everyone's reach. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I just got sent awesome new wireless earbuds from Raycon. I opened the box, opened up my phone, and literally in less than a minute, I was jamming out to my favorite tunes. What struck me right away was how well these fit. And then how amazing they sound. Definitely more bass than my other wireless headphones. But the biggest game changer is the price. The E25 earbuds they sent me start at half the price of other premium wireless earbuds on the market, have six hours of playtime, and really are super comfortable, whether it's music, conference calls, or binging this podcast. And there's no dangling wires or stems to distract other people if you're on a video call. The company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Mike Tyson, and Melissa Etheridge are just a few people obsessed with Raycons. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not the other distractions from the room. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you drop hundreds of dollars on a pair, check out wireless earbuds from Raycon. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash LSS. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash LSS for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash LSS. I want to talk about your song, I Like Me Better. Uh, I literally Uh went to the grocery store this morning uh, geez, what a, what a mess that place was, but I heard yeah, it, oh I heard God, it at the grocery store I, and, and, uh, just this morning, hey. you know, it's not a, it's not a new song, but it's had an amazing amount of staying power. Um, and it's you've crazy, written, man. right. You've written a lot of songs. You've written a lot of very good songs. Did you know this one was special? Dude, when I first made it, I actually didn't really know. It happened so quickly. Like the song happened so, so quickly. And um, 
obviously like the production is very sparse, like very minimal. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like space and silence. And I think at first I was nervous about that. I was like, maybe this sucks. And, um, <clears throat> but it, honestly the song came together so quickly and then I played it for a couple friends and like, I think that's when I knew they were like, yo, this is like some next level. Like, this is crazy. Like you should put this out immediately. <laughs> and I actually held off for a bit, but honestly the demo ended up being pretty much the final version. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, I feel like that song will be around forever. Um, which yeah. I'm extremely thankful for at the same time as like, Oh my God, I'm gonna have to hear this shit and sing this shit forever, which is not a bad thing. It's fun. No, but, uh, I mean, yeah. you know what? I, it's a great, it's a great song. And I, I think it's a good message too. You know, it's like, if you just for think sure. of the line, it's not, it's not something like hateful at all or, or, you know, or negative. It's, it's something actually positive. So that's like, you know, that's something good to take away. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's going to hit a billion, uh, streams on Spotify. Pretty I know. Soon. What? Are, are you gonna like? I don't know. Like, get a cake or something? Like, what do you do <laughs> to celebrate? I don't even thought about it. I gotta figure. <laughs> yeah, I gotta. I gotta like take some submissions, some ideas. <laughs> yeah, get it. Get a cake with one zero 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 on it. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Um, no, man, that's that is really, really, really um, an amazing, amazing thing. So, congratulations on yeah, on that crazy. success and. Um, Speaking of Spotify, I don't know if you know this. Um, pretty insane. You are uh, 47th in the world on Spotify. That's crazy. That's so crazy. Yeah. Like, and we're talking That's about so, so everyone crazy. who has ever made music ever. Like, so I just, just for context, after I looked up yours, I looked up the Beatles. The Beatles are 93rd in the world. That's so crazy. So you're beating, <laughs> <laughs> so you're beating the Beatles by, uh, by, by a long shot. I mean, how does I guess my question is, how does that feel to have you know so much success in you know a relatively short amount of time? Oh man, I don't know. It's it's really weird. I mean, the, the sad truth is like <clears throat> I have to like remind myself like how crazy it is. You know, like mm -hmm. I think as humans, like you adjust to whatever is kind of your norm. You know, and yeah. it took me a while. You know, like things were happening so quickly, and I was like playing so many shows on tour and like, you know, the, the rooms were just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was kind of like, this is crazy. And like, I would always expect that people wouldn't be showing up, but at a certain point you're like, this is actually the new reality. And, and, um, it's actually kind of sad because then you start finding yourself, there's a voice in your head that's like, Oh, like only 47. And you're like, okay, shut <laughs> like that's so ridiculous, you know? Cause you right. start expecting yourself to be the best in the world. And then you're just like, I don't know. So it's amazing. But yeah, it's, it's just funny how I can kind of like, it can just take some perspective, you know, as things continue to grow. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, one of the top artists in the world, Ed Sheeran, um, you toured with him. Yeah. That must've been pretty crazy, you know, at the time so crazy. to perform yeah. in front of so many new people. Um, yeah. What was that like? Did you hang out with Ed? Did he give you any advice? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was amazing. I mean, the shows were like, uh, honestly not as scary as I would have thought, you know, cause you're playing in front of so many people. Right. But I think it's cause like everybody's so far away that you don't really feel that like <clears throat> that much pressure. Um, it just was kind of funny. I, I could never really get over like the idea of like, just like me, like little me dude, like playing like, through such a massive speaker system. I'm like, what if I fuck up? Like, Oh my God, what if I got in front of like a hundred thousand people tonight? Like what? Right. Um, <laughs> but no, Ed was really cool. Like, you know, he's really as down to earth as I think you would imagine. Like he's yeah. just like a dude, like he's so talented. He loves his craft. Like I've, I've been in the room and like, we've like made some music together and, um, <clears throat> and like just the way he writes, he's so, he just writes a billion songs in one day. He just, yeah. he's amazing and he's super sweet and he's, um, 
yeah, I think he was just kind of like very encouraging, you know, at the time, like, I, obviously it's like kind of intimidating to be on tour with somebody like Ed Sheeran, but he was like, dude, like you, you're like on such a great path. And whenever, whenever I go to London and he's around, like, you know, we hang and I always feel like he's, I play him songs and he, oh, I cool. always like really appreciate his, I always really appreciate his feedback. And Jeez, yeah. yeah. What a guy, <clears throat> what a guy just to be able to email and be like, Hey man, what do you think of this demo? <laughs> For sure. No, he's amazing. <laughs> That's, cool. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I want to talk about your, your lyrics. Um, and I have, yes. it's, you know, we talked earlier about like, you know, never shout never and Owl city. And you, you mentioned like under oath and devil Wars Prada. Those are, you know, really good friends of mine and friends of the show. And I feel like lyrically, hey. lyrically, you drive a little faster than other artists in your world. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but you're very fearless with your lyrics. And I'm kind of wondering I appreciate that. where that comes from, because yeah, truly like my favorite artists are always like that. Like one of my favorite lyricists has always been Morrissey. It's, yeah. it's like, you can say anything like there's, there's never a fear. You just got to follow the next up, the next line up. You know what I mean? And I, I feel think, like, um, I feel like you, yeah. you have that in you. I think for me, like, I've just, I've realized like the more I live my life, the more I just feel like so much of the human purpose, like for me at least is about just being super vulnerable and like yeah. connecting with people on like a real level. Cause I just can't stand like the feeling of like knowing someone, but not really knowing them. And I feel like as an artist, that would be such a shame for it to like, be like people like know me, but to not like really know, like, you know, what makes me tick and like why I'm making the songs I'm making and like really what I'm trying to say. And so I think like it's, I don't want to say it's like easy for me, but it's just kind of like where I naturally want to go is just like to be, you know, to just lay everything on the table in a song and worse, worse comes to worse. If I, if that happens and I feel uncomfortable, then I just won't put the song out. But usually right. I feel, usually I feel comfortable because it, it just feels like, I feel like you can almost say anything in a great song and like get away with it. Like even <laughs> if it's like really heavy, it doesn't necessarily have to be heavy to everybody. Um, sure. Because, um, because I don't know if the music is just like that encapsulating and that good. Like you kind of just like, I don't know, it just takes you on this ride. I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. Totally. Do you have a favorite uh, song lyrically you've written? Um, I think one of my, just one of my favorite songs I've ever made um, is Modern Loneliness. That song just means a lot to me off the new album. Absolutely. Cool. And what, yeah. what about it is it, does it just, what, why does it grab you? Yeah, I think it's just, um, well, okay. A few reasons. One, I just, I mean, it's I about like your father, right? Of, I mean, well, it's, yeah, the funny thing is that's like the first lyric and I was always kind of like nervous to play it for my dad, but it's really just about like every reason that I feel like I've, I tend to be kind of a lonely person. Like, I feel like I've always tended to be that way, like a little bit, like I'm not good at being just by myself. Like growing up, I always wanted to be with my friends and I would be so sad. Like if like they didn't answer, or we couldn't hang out. And then as I've gotten older, you know, even just becoming obsessed with like the internet and MySpace and, and really how like that makes you so connected to so many people, but not really. And then it's like even worse with Instagram. And it's like, right. I feel like there's this like, I don't know, growing up in this age, like I feel like sometimes like millennials, like kind of have like the shit end. Cause it's like Gen Z that grows up with like, like um, technology in such a way that's probably more natural, you know? Cause it's like from like the day they're born, it's like, Oh, here's Instagram. Here's TikTok. Right. But, and like, that's just like an extension of your existence. Meanwhile, for me, like sometimes I'm like, I don't know. Like sometimes it gets, it like fucks with my head a little bit. And I think that song is just like, yeah, like a little bit about that vibe of just kind of being feeling really lonely like you know no matter how many people you can talk to and no matter how many people you see all the right. time well you're you're at an interesting age right because you kind of you're kind of yeah. bridging that gap right like you're you're are yeah. you 25 is that right 
25 yeah so yeah so you because i mean if i think 10 years ago like i don't know when when instagram came out probably about 10 years ago nine or 10 years ago like you know you were in high school so that was still like a thing you know people had like i'm i'm 39 so you know that was like there was no one had phones or anything when we were in school so you know i think that's now it's more prevalent than ever but i think that's probably a good position for you because you can relate you know, both sides of it. You can kind of understand what younger people are going through, but then at the same time you lived and you grew up in a time when there wasn't those like distractions and there was real, (laughs) you know, real interaction between people. Totally. It feels kind of weird though. Like I feel sometimes like I, cause I, for example, like I've been really on like TikTok and like for a while, like older me, like whatever, like old me would have like hated that because I didn't (laughs) get it. But now I love it. And like, I just see like, I don't know. I feel like that, like for some of these kids, it's just so much more natural than it is for me. And I'm like, damn, like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to, like, I feel like that, like that old guy who like, can't, <laughs> like, I hate even saying this, but like, you can't like figure out how to work something. And I'm like, Oh no. Oh, I know. But dude. It I happened. end up figuring it out. I'm like smart. So I figured it out. So it happens to me too. Like even yesterday I was doing a Facebook live stream, like just went on there for some fans and did played a few songs. And even that, like, I was like, what's going on? Why isn't this working? And everyone's like putting like, okay, boomer in the comments. And I'm like, oh no, oh my God. don't say yeah. that to me. Fuck. <laughs> Dude, fuck, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a scary time, man. So um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I do appreciate doing this. I think Samantha will probably give us the time check. Um, but I just wanted to ask you about, you know, the collaborations with BTS and getting mm-hmm. into that whole game. You know, that genre is really hot. Those fans are really intense. What was that like for the first time when you, you know, got introduced to that and when you went to, you know, South Korea for the first time? What's that whole thing? Because I've never really talked to anybody that's been involved in that Mm -hmm. genre of K-pop. I mean, honestly, those fans are so supportive and like so, yeah, so rabid in like such a good way. And um, I mean, working with BTS is really honestly unexpected for me. I I think we've just been like mutual fans and like they would post like, our fans would post like videos of them doing live streams and like singing some of my songs and stuff. And, um, I was like, this is crazy. And then, um, <clears throat> I got a chance to go see them when I was in London and I right after meeting them. That's when like they asked me to do the remix for their song, make it right. Like literally as I was walking out of the room, like they were like, Oh yeah. So do you want to do this? And I was like, this is fucking crazy. And I was like, of course. And so I recorded that. And then I was like, you know what? Like I might as well, like <clears throat> I'm working, I was working on my album. I was like, I might as well, you know, um, see if we could do something together for yeah. my album. So I had this, I had this demo called who, and I like sent it to them and they ended up loving it and recording their parts. And, um, I was really stoked with how it turned out. And, um, I've, in terms of South Korea, <clears throat> I've been there once to play for a music festival. I haven't gotten a chance yet to do my own show there, you okay. know, yeah. but these are just like such good vibes, like so sweet so supportive i I feel like i got so many gifts that day it was just you know really (laughs) cute so yeah Yeah, yeah, i don't know the bts fan base has been amazing so super thankful that's great well you've got tons of tour dates coming up um speaking of headlining you're headlining red rocks on august 18th so crazy that is so crazy congratulations on that what a milestone thank you um i I really hope the world is back to normal by then man for your sake yeah Um, yeah dude yeah i don't know i don't know what else to say about it but i mean i know that have have you been we'll be good you've been just gotta be smart have you been to that venue before (laughs) um i actually haven't you know it's like i see so many videos and photos of it i've never actually been so i'm so excited 
Yeah, man, that is that is so incredible. Like legendary. That is so yeah. incredible. Yeah, but isn't that just the way the cookie crumbles? Like you, you're finally like going to go on this, you know, massive like headline tour of America, your home country, and it's like all up in the air right now. <clears throat> That's just I man. know. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, just really with all the tour dates, it's just sad to see so many artists they have to just move their tour to 2021 and it's just crazy i know especially the summer stuff right because well weather yeah. it's wet that's that's your, yours too like you got a lot of outdoor shows in cold places yeah. they're gonna have to do something about it if that happens so i really i'm, I'm crossing my for fingers sure. for you man thank you uh i got a quick fan question if i have time let's do it uh somebody asks here about the song el tejano and yes. they, said, they said, uh, for a second, I thought I had it on shuffle and it went to something else because that song is a lot different from the vibe of the record, but I love <laughs> it. And I'm wondering if that's a direction you, uh, plan to go in maybe more. <laughs> okay. Honestly, that, that was super, that song was so funny. It's literally about like a bar and restaurant in North Hollywood that ever since I moved to LA, I would go to like multiple times a week they have margaritas the size of your head literally <laughs> and <laughs> and me and my friends would always joke about making a song about it it's like we're just like so obsessed with it you know it's like it's almost like one of those things you're like oh if you love this so much like why don't you marry it you know like that stupid joke right, when you're a kid right. it was like kind of like that it's like oh if you love the place so much write a song about it and so one day we finally did and like it kind of just turned out the way it turned out and um yeah, and like Sophia, you know, who's featured on it, she also like loves the place and goes to it all the time. So it was really perfect. But I don't know. I never really planned. That was the thing about the album is I never really planned like what direction I was going to go in sonically. I just like wanted to have fun and be free. So I kind of just made whatever felt right in the day. Right, right. That's awesome. No, I just Googled El Tejano really quick here. Yes. Uh, uh, what is it? Oh, it's on Magnolia Boulevard, North Hollywood, yep. Um, yep. California. Um have you, do you know the owners or anything? Like, do they know that they, you made a song about it? They did. We shot the music video there. Actually. Oh yeah. Okay. I didn't, I didn't see the yeah. music video. So yeah. It hasn't you're... come out yet. No, no, it hasn't come out yet. Oh, but when it, it comes out, it's going to be so sick. <laughs> I love that story so much. That's great. Well now, now yeah. everyone's going to go there looking for you, you know, they're going to try to run into you there. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you're going to have to get a private yeah, room in the back maybe. Uh... <laughs> oh my God. No, it's funny, man. That's really funny, man. Well, hey, um, thank you so much, uh, Ari, for doing this, man. And anything oh, else? Thank you. To, oh no, uh, it's my pleasure. Anything else to tell the people before uh, I let you go? Um, no, I think we covered everything. I mean, just thank you for having me. I mean, this is like something you know very different for me, and like it's really cool, especially to like kind of go back to like you know like really dig back into those years from when I was like you know fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. So thank you so much nice. for the questions. Nice. Well, if, yeah. you, if you enjoyed it's it, really tell your cool. friend, tell your friend uh, Ed Sheeran to give me a call too. I'd love to have him. Hell yeah! Okay, I got you, <laughs> <laughs> All right. dude. Thank you so much, right. and um, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave uh, the people with a song. Do you have a favorite? I can play for everybody. Modern, yeah, play, modern loneliness, uh, maybe. Play modern loneliness. There it is. I'll do it. Here it Sweet. is on All lead right. singer syndrome. Ari, right, thank you so much. Thank you.
bedroom and my closet The baggage in my heart is still so dark from wow i want to thank ari so much for taking the time to speak with me it was so awesome having him and i want to thank his publicist samantha as well thank you samantha for allowing me to do this hey make sure you hit the subscribe button whatever you're listening to this on there's a subscribe button somewhere find it smash it as the kids say and uh yeah make sure you keep it coming with all the episodes that I have for you because there's a lot of good ones coming up for real. Like obviously people have a little more time on their hands. They're a little more able to speak with me. 
So we have some great episodes, including Jim Atkins of Jimmy Eat World. That one's coming up real soon, too. So, yeah. Make sure you are subscribed. Feel free to hit me up. Send me an email. And also, check out the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. The link, one more time, leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. Well, that's all for me. Stay safe. Social distance. Do your thing. And hopefully it will all be over soon. Peace and love. I'll see you next week.